When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshay at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activity. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com.
I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Cause 
you're gonna do, I'm a lady, so I must say class. Gotta keep it high, keep it together, I want to get better. We are born chase. In the world, 
It just means that we have to be kind of aware that we don't know when the end is coming. You know, the Lord says that we don't know the time nor the day, and we just have to be prepared to live our lives in a way that truly have meaning. And you're so right. You know, although we have so many people that are well-known that are um, passing, I have two people um, that I know. One is funeralized today, and one will be um, funeralized on tomorrow. And these are very young people, um, much younger than myself. And um, and when you think about it, you know, it kind of put things in perspective. And it's that, just like you say, we never know when it is our time. So we should try to live life to the fullest and also pleasing to God, you know, and striving to get to the heaven. But, um, it's, you know, it's all a part of life. Death is a part of life. And it's going to come no matter if we're prepared or we are not prepared for it. So it's always better to be prepared. You know, one of the things that I um, read is that Aretha Franklin didn't have a will. And I don't know if she did that intentionally or unintentionally, but um, being prepared, those are one of the things that I um, look at as putting in order. And that way, you know, you don't leave any chaos behind. Everything is understood how you would want to have things done. Um, but I guess, like you said, that's all a part of life, all a part of the things that we deal with in life. Yeah, it, it, you know, there, um, there are a few things in the world that you have to do alone. One of them is you will come into this world by yourself. Even if you're twins, you can only come into the world one at a time, and one has to come before the other. And uh, when you leave this world and you close your eyes, you're going to also do that. Uh, by yourself, you know, it says, and it, and you have to come to grips with the fact that it's inevitable. You cannot change the coming and going. That's a universal thing, and you have to be prepared to do it. And you have to, at some point, just come to grips with the fact that life is coming to an end, and uh, that way. Um, Everything you do between the beginning and the end is what you should be focused on. And uh, the end is coming whether you want it or not. The beginning does not start with your permission. All you have a control over is what's in between. You so right. When you said, you know, that's all we have control over, we can um, lead a life that's pleasing or we can lead a life astray. The choice is ours, and he gives us that choice. So we can make things happen, and then things that happen beyond our control, 
we can learn how to deal with those things that are are happening around us. So that was a that was a um a major thing that you did say. Um all of this in between, you know, what are you gonna be doing in between? Um, how will you be spending those days, those hours, those years, uh, whatever you are blessed to have. Um, some of us have longer than others. Some of us have shorter um, period of time. But it's all as to how you spend that time that you do have. And you have to be aware that how you spend your life in between will uh, determine your lifespan as well. If you're out there being radical and and uh, doing things and being around people who who can endanger your life, uh, that will shorten it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have the ability uh, to intervene on your own behalf, uh, extending your life if you're willing to do what it takes to extend it. Now, there's always something called happenstance. And so we all can fall prey to what is called happenstance. But the day-to-day living that we do, that we have control over, we dictate whether or not we put ourselves in harm's way. Uh, So, D, you know, we have to take responsibility for what, uh, what we do between birth and death to make our lives uh, last a long time, uh, even though there are chances or happenstances uh, that can uh, intervene and catch us off guard. But for the majority of our lives, we make the choices and we determine where we go and how we go and whether or not we put ourselves in harm's way. Well, it's very true, and uh, good evening, everybody. And I'm sorry I'm late uh, tuning in. Um, but, you know, um, that is very true. We are, are given the leeway to experience life uh, early on as we think that we may find it necessary to do so. Uh, our Lord has given us the the blessing of choice. Um uh, and so in our early early years, um, we do uh, have a tendency to be reckless. Um, you know, I um, I have gotten to where I try to um, give young people information in a way where I, I, I say to them, you know, don't burn your candle too fast. Uh, leave some for the latter part of life. And, and, and we see a lot of that where some people – don't, like you say, don't feel that they are responsible for their for their uh, existence. So they have a tendency to burn the counter at both ends. And uh, But uh, with all of that, yeah, the responsibility is ours alone. And, uh, and so we should take care uh, and, and embrace our reality. We have, to get, we have to get to a point where we know what reality is. And, and not fall victim to all the negative things that's being said in our life. And so uh, that is our responsibility. Thanks. And we have to be careful about the things that we do that might impact the lives of others. Uh, you know, I was looking at how 
this police officer in Texas more likely had the job that he wanted. Uh, he was living his life uh, in the way he wanted, but he decided that he was going to go outside the norm and shoot a 15-year-old boy when it was not necessary. So now he has to deal with the fact that now he has been charged and convicted with manslaughter and has been given 15 years. So now his life is going to be dramatically altered because he he stepped outside the lines of the rules. So we got to know that when you're willing to step outside the lines of the uh, outside the lines of the rules, your law, your life can be changed and altered extremely quickly uh, because of the decisions that you make, Cheryl. That uh, you're going to be responsible and accountable for the actions that you take when you put yourselves outside of the umbrella of your Creator. Exactly. We run the risk of things happening when we do walk outside of the will of God. Um, Also, when we walk outside of the law that is put in place. And just like you said, we do have some incidents that um, people are killed or died um, due to nothing of their doing. But you know, we can always be careful on the things that we do and live a life accordingly that we don't bring any of those things up on ourselves. So that's something that we all have to um, work at daily is living that life, living that life as though, you know, we are servants, we enjoy ourselves, we do, you know, whatever it is, like you said, within the will of God and trying not to walk outside of that will and also the law as well because we don't want to bring any um, unforeseen incidents upon ourselves. Yeah, you have to be careful about the things that you participate in and, uh, again, just putting yourself in harm's way. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I really was concerned with uh, the fact when I was growing up uh, young men would go out there and drink uh, to the point that they were just alleviated, and then they want to drive. You know, and I, to me, you know, when you do an, when you have an accident, when you're completely sober, then it is considered an accident. You know, people have died when people were completely sober and they hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, just like the case here recently where the man uh, on a semi-truck, his tire exploded, he crossed the center line, and he hit a bus. Well, if he was not impaired in any way, and it looks like the driver of the semi may live when others perish, they would call that an accident, D. But if you contributed to the accident, by doing something you knew was uh, going to put you in harm's way, then that's when they call it manslaughter. 
Well, James, you know, you're, I, I feel that uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, that's why uh, I am so adamant in being uh, a mouthpiece uh, in the way of the conversation that, that we're talking today, uh, trying to uh, turn people around, even if just giving suggestions. You know, it, it, I, I don't intend to, I don't expect people to uh, hear what I got to say uh, immediately, uh, forcefully, but I, I am I am that example that you're speaking of. Um, I had uh, ordered, I had three DUIs, you know what I mean? Uh, and my life, my past life, uh, is still vivid to me today. And that's almost 30 years ago. But I am uh, so grateful that God has given me the opportunity to try to enlighten other people on how to settle down, find some humility, humility in your life, and and let God use you. You know, uh, you know, uh, Miss Sherry just spoke of service work. See, I I think that's a that's a missing link, the most common denominator. You know, once we find humility, I'm sorry. Uh, once we find how to be humble in life, then there's service to be done. It's the giving back. You know, when uh, the, the grace of God is free. It's freely given. And for us to sit on that, it, it's really detrimental to the rest of uh, humanity and the rest of, uh, the rest of society. So it is, it is my quest to, to be of service to other people. Now, uh, in, the, in, the, in the light of the conversation that we're having, uh, there's a, there, today in the news, there was a 68-year-old man uh, that had been given death, death threats to the uh, employees of the Boston Gold. He, in his death threats, was call, calling them the enemy of the people, uh, the enemy of the people. And he was saying that all of them should die. And so when the FBI raided his home, he had 20 guns in his house. And so, yes, you know, we have to be careful what we subject ourselves to. Uh, it's apparent that this man had no life of his own. He was unable to grasp what life really is. And so he just bought in to anybody that, that seemed to have, um, you know, that, that, that he just bought into anything. He just bought into the devil. Uh, and, you know, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention his name. But, yes, we have to be very careful to what we buy into so we can have a great outcome in this thing called life as we know it. And we have to question the kind of freedoms that we give ourselves uh, as such a risk to, to the general public. You know, when you make statements like that to me, uh, it lets me know that there some should be some kind of accountability uh, to the people that are given the opportunity to have guns, and so we restrict people from having dynamite uh, because of the amount of destruction that can be caused. And you have to have there have to be certain requirements for you to have it. So why shouldn't there be certain requirements for people who want to have an arsenal? 
why should you have the right to have 20 or 30 guns without there being some kind of higher uh, requirement and understanding of why you bought them and what you plan on using them for? And that's the case that creates a greater happenstance for death when we all trying to live a decent life, Cheryl. Here it is that you and I and D and others are responsible in the things that we do, and we put, uh, uh, you know, we try to make sure that our lives and other people's lives aren't put at any greater risk. Uh, but yet, that that doesn't hold true for the general population. Well, you know, I guess when, and I'm not even sure I'm answering all to all that you are saying, but so when when we are in a situation and we are putting our own self at risk, that's one thing. But then when we are putting someone else at risk, it becomes a whole different, um, totally different. And just like you said, you know, when a person has a gun. Why would they have as many? And I and I know that hunters may have, you know, um, guns, but just everyday people. Why? You know, what is the purpose for it? And I think sometimes we turn our heads to things that we really should look into further. And sometimes we look into things further that has no meaning to it at all. Is more of being busybodies than anything. And when we see that a person with a certain type of behavior, you know, because let's take, for example, somebody has done something, a killing. Then we go back and we they tell us all the signs that were there. So at some point, could we not have um, reported it, um did something, I mean, I don't know what we could have done in each situation because I'm, I I didn't know, you know, um, the setting. If it was a school, then I feel to believe that that person should have been reported to the, to the counselor. You know, um, go seek your counselor and just say, you know, I can't be 100% sure, but let me just tell you what I'm, what I'm seeing, what I'm noticing. And then from there, that was any concern, then she could have talked to the principal. You know, because I do know as part of counseling, if I'm told certain things, then I do have to report it, whether you want me to or not. So when certain things are reported, I think that they should be investigated. And that way... It can be looked at a little bit, um, look into the person themselves. You know, can do it un, um, without them knowing, but the point of other people around them safety, their, their safety. You know, maybe we would not have had so many things, um, fatalities that happened if somebody would have reported something or somebody would have said something to somebody else, you know, 
but it's like, you know, if it does not affect my children, then oh well. How many times have we heard that this person was very strange? And I'm not saying every strange person, but we can look into some of these things that are happening. How many police officers um, were written up or had complaints against them before something major happened? You know, how many times? And we can go on and on and on. So if we take and start to pay attention to life, then we can maybe stop some of the things that happen from happening. You know, that's just something uh, that I'm just putting out there. Well, you know what it is, is our society has to stop giving people passes and look at the the accountability everyone should have when they're doing things outside of the norm. Um, D, you would find it very odd if a person was to to have a, a two hundred and some uh, fishing rods. I mean, how many rods do you need to go catch fish? And so, it is nothing wrong with people looking and determining uh, what it is that people's intentions are when they start to accumulate a lot of firearms and a lot of uh, ammunition. You have to start asking yourself, okay, now why are you spending all your money on these kinds of things? What kind of impact is the community, is going to be on the community for you having all these firearms. So that, that, you know, we have to ask questions before things happen and not after people are in, are capable of making things happen through uh, their personal decisions. Well, you know, I agree with the thing. You have to shoot the background on us again. I'm in a month soon. Uh, that time of year. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you all said something that I am very familiar with, and uh, and that is because people don't respect natural law. They don't respect, uh, they're not even acquainted with the laws of probability. And not possibility, but probability. You know, uh, this, this life that we live in, you can't take it at face value. You have to look beyond the face value that is given to us at first hand. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, I, I learned how to play chess at an early age, and everybody should learn how to play chess, uh, especially people of color. Like, everybody should learn how to play chess because the, the game of chess is a game of probability. If I do this, it's probable that I'm going to get the reaction of that. If I do this, three moves, three moves down the road, it's probable that I'm going to get this in return. And so, you know, when you see, when you talk about that, you know, even when it comes down to the sale of these firearms, it is quite evident to me that the sales of the guns is more important than the probable reaction of the intent of buying all these guns. See, that's very, that's very clear to me. The NRA, 
and any lobbyist that backed all these gun sales without the without the extensive background check, the extensive extensive evaluation of mental evaluation on the application, it's ludicrous not to do that. So it's in all of that, they did what they did and that you know, because they don't care. I don't, I'll let y'all go right now because it's so effective. Yeah, it is amazing to me uh, that we can have these insensitive laws related to so many things, and then we take other things so seriously. Uh, you know, it is is so that people don't recognize how much we should value ourselves and others and try to create laws, Cheryl, that um, reduce the amount of fatalities and not increase the amount of fatalities. And we need to do everything we can to to extend life to the point that people can use all of their talent in the most positive way possible. And uh, we don't want to see our children blood spilled in the street when they're capable of uh, doing such great things if they live long enough to make those things happen. And we don't want the money. You know, so many cities think that when their police officers or businesses do something wrong, uh, that the people who are left behind only want the money. We want our the lives of our kin restored and not have it taken away in such an inhumane fashion. That's what we're arguing about. We don't want our children's blood being spilled in the street. We want them to have the full opportunity to live their lives as successful as possible. You are so right. I mean, we do. And, I mean, I I would... um, would not know anybody who do not want their child to be successful, even more successful than they were or are today. Um, and we got to begin to do the work that takes, you know, to make those things happen because we just can't um, believe that they're going to get it or it's going to happen or they're going to do right or, or they know better. You know, we got to be participating in the lives, you know, and the things that are happening. And I think Joyce, you know, said many a times, we have to back up our young generation, show them that we are with them, that we are for them, and that we're going to stand next to them, the ones who are trying to do something. Um, Because, like you said, they are our future. And that's what we have um, forward to look to. You know, so we don't want more of what we have now. You know, a lot of chaos and um, people are not um, speaking to each other, all of those things. So we can become better people and begin to make things happen, you know, in a way that it affects the lives of many. And that the more that we share with others and the more that others listen, you know, it's going it's bound to bring about change you know we we may not reach everybody but we definitely can reach quite a bit and if we are consistent with 
um, being in the lives of, of participants in the lives of our youth, then um, we definitely can make a headway with them because, you know, we just don't realize it, but a lot of these younger people want discipline, they want guidance, and they want mentors. And with all of those things, that's what's going to make our future generation, you know, really good. Yeah, it is. It's amazing how we, the parents and the neighbors and the strangers, want so much more for our children than some of them want for themselves. Um, Regina, you know, we're living in this society where we were talking about that you die alone and you're born alone, and what you do in between is up to you, but there is happenstances or we put ourselves in harm's way that can shorten our lifespan. And so many of our kids are sacrificing their lives either to jail or to death or because they want to live this life outside of the hedges of protection. And you're saying, you're saying what about it now? You know, we have so many young people who risk their lives because they want to live outside of the protection of our creator and live a life of, of, of thugness and recklessness. Right, right, right. Because often they think that the grass is greener on the other side, and um, they start not heeding adult, adult um suggestion, and so you just have to truly let them hit their head and pray that something catches them, you know, pray that they land on a soft spot. Yeah, you know, I used to, I recognize in my younger days where I would challenge my fatigueness, where I drive all times in the night and and do all kind of reckless things. And I can remember turning my car around on the highway and ended up in the wrong direction uh, going to Virginia. And I left South Carolina uh, in the evening after running around and having all kind of fun. And, And instead of getting some rest, I challenged myself to the point of fatigue and I almost lost my life on the road. And those are the kind of things we have to learn to avoid because we want to live for a long period of time. Um, And sometimes our young people think that their lives are, uh, you know, either they don't respect our life and say, well, it ain't no big deal if I don't live past 30, or they they challenge their lives in, in, uh, in harmful manner. See? Yes, sir. And, um, you know, with that, I want to add something. Um, you know, when we we are speaking in the context of our young people, but I beg to differ uh, to this extent. Uh, here lately, uh, older Americans have shown that they don't respect uh, the laws of probability. Uh, you know, you, you yourself being a math teacher, uh, 
people don't respect mathematics, whereas one and one equals two, you know. Uh, and I, I know we're trying not to bring this subject matter up, but I'm going to bring it up at this approval point. You know, when people uh, saw the likes of, of, of our president, and they elected to choose him anyway, uh, uh, ignoring the the probable outcome of his past character that was proven and his behavior that was proven, that shows a blatant disrespect for the laws of probability. All right? So, you know, and so in all of this that we're speaking of, you know, on most tombstones, that you observe today. It always has the inscription R.I.P. Rest in peace. All right? Now, my argument is, and, and, and my inquiry is, why do I have to die to find peace? See? And, you know, so peace is, is here to be had if you know how to search for it and, um, and to uh, subject yourself to the will of God as opposed to your own will. You know, uh, the, uh, the Lord's Prayer speaks about thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, to me, that says, now this is just for me, to me, that says, now, I can find the same peace, I can find the same peace here on earth if I, if I would relinquish my, my will and, and subject myself to his will, that same peace that I can find in heaven can be had here on earth. And I think I'm witnessing that right now, and I just want to bring that up because, you know, in my past life, in my past life, it was a living hell. And the life that I that I live today, even though it's a modest life, is way better than it was when I, when I, when I had chosen in the past. And I think that's... Uh, that's the point that, that needs, to be, needs to be made. Thank you. Well, the truth is, though, D, you have to be able to recognize drama and be able to be willing to eliminate it. You know, some people uh, live <coughs> for drama. They live for uh, chaos. And so, Cheryl, we have to, if you want to live your life in peace, you have to be willing to eliminate those things that don't lend itself to you having peace. Um, when we find ourselves put in chaos or turmoil due to uh, the company of others, then we have that right to remove ourselves from it. We don't have to associate ourselves to the point where we're in that company because, you know, sometimes we say just when we walk in the room or a person walks in the room, it's like they suck all the air out of it. They suck out all the life out of it. Um, why put ourselves to that? Surround yourself with people who represent who you are, love, peace, joy, happiness, those things. Because when you surround yourself with those other things, then that's what becomes a part of your life. And you begin to start to feel those things. You start to start feeling yourself go down. You start to feel, you know, sad and you're wondering why. 
And it's because, you know, in life, we don't have to take everybody with us everywhere we go. And it's okay because everybody is not meant to go where you're going in life. And if you're looking for peace, you know, you don't have to take somebody with you because they're your sister, they're your cousin, just, and they're full of chaos because it'll take you longer to get to where you have to go on your journey. So um, we have that choice. We can make the decision of who we have in our life and what we surround ourselves around. And sometimes we have to recognize that there are certain people who come with bad decision-making. And if we don't want to be a part of their bad decision-making, making, we need to rid ourselves of that. Uh, I had, there was a young man I know who had all the advantages you could think of. His parents had more money than than most people's parents. <clears throat> and he was um, given a lot of opportunities. But he still liked stealing. You know, he just thought he was entitled to whatever he saw that he wanted. And I can remember him having me a long way away from home and him jumping out and stealing somebody's hubcaps and uh, me thinking, now, I'm in trouble because I've got to let this man take me home because I'm so far away from home. And I realized at that point that I no longer wanted to be a victim of his behavior, so I no longer got in the car with him anymore. And so those are the kinds of things we have to recognize about the people who we allow in our lives. Are we are interjecting in our life the drama of other people uh, for whatever reason, Regina, we have to make determination uh, about who uh, we're going to allow in our world and how long we're going to let them stay. And that's a decision that we have to make. Um, I was that um, my life coach was talking to me, well, talking to us, and she was talking about how within our bodies we emit, we emit um, not radiation, but something, something from our bodies. I was talking to a doctor about it, and he said that was absolutely true. And um, it's like static, whatever it is that makes static electricity, certain types of electrical sensory from our body. And depending on where you are or who you are with, not only do you emit it from your body, but you also take it from other people's bodies. So you have to be very careful about who you are with, who you are taking, um, internalizing this this type of sensory from, and be careful about who is um, sucking it from you. So you have to be very careful not only about the physical company you keep, but also about their character, about their heart, about 
you know, have to be careful about how they think, how they act, how they feel. Are they giving you positive vibes or are they giving you negative vibes? And while she was telling me, tell, talking to us about that, that just let me, made me more aware of being careful about the company I keep, the places I go. It could be a huge place, but if the, all the people in that huge place or those folk are not aligned with what I'm aligned with, then I'm taking in all of their negative energy. So we have to be careful with with who we are with. So you all are very correct. But it's important that we understand that the hedge of protection that we want around ourselves has its limitations. And you can't take it everywhere you want to go thinking that it's going to be high enough and thick enough to keep out the things that are risky to your existence uh, just because you just happen to want to go there. So, uh, Cheryl, we have to be aware that there are limitations to the umbrella if you choose to walk from under it. Most definitely, because we we won't be covered, you know. Um, and that's just really um, common sense or tell us. And we know danger. We know um, what we are drawn to. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, I can imagine this person with this other person. Then later on you find out why they're drawn to them because they have so many similarities that you didn't know that the first person had. And you say that in a way that the person that they're attracted to is so full of toxic, but when they're around you, they present themselves a different way. And then when they, with that person, they become who they actually are. But, um, you know, and a lot of times I know we have heard our parents say, show me the company you keep and I'll show you who you are. It doesn't matter. You know, you say, well, I don't do this, I don't do that. But if that's the company you keep, you might as well because guess what? If they get caught doing something, you're going down with them because you're with them. So we have we have that to surround ourselves with people who are like us, like-minded, or we can put ourselves in danger, in harm's way, and surround ourselves with negative people that are taking us downhill all the time. Because, you know, a lot of times our parents will say, I don't want you with so-and-so because all they do is such and such and such and such. And they know better than what, you know, we as children knew. But um, we found, you know, whatever it is that we wanted to hang with this person. And meanwhile, I know, I can remember I have a cousin, and he's much older than me, that he found himself in a car with some friends that was stolen, and he had drugs in. And guess what? When they went down, he went down too. There was nothing you can say because you were with him. So you just as, you know, we we look at you by the company you keep, 
Now, in cases of somebody witnessing to somebody, that's a whole different, you know, story. Of somebody who is mentoring to someone, that's different as well. But we know, you know, what it is that I'm um, referring to. Yeah, it is a very, a very sad situation, and that's what. Uh, just to go back to some of what Dee was talking about, our president, it just seems so awful that so many of the GOP seem to want to align themselves with Donald Trump, despite the evilness that comes with uh, with him in terms of, of his baggage, and that they're not going to be able to recuperate. Once you align yourself with him, you can't then, after he falls, try to suggest that uh, you weren't a part of his, his situation. And so, you know, it lends itself to, with, to when we talked about Jesus and his walk with the disciples and how some of the disciples wanted to suggest they wasn't with him when he got caught, D. Uh, and even though he was the man of of greatness and of good, they, they tried to uh, shy away from the miracles, the miracles that he had done when they thought that uh, their lives were going to be on the line. Well, thank you, uh, James. And I want to thank Ms. Regina for opening up the conversation uh, in another context that needs to be uh, that needs to be examined. All right. Uh, you know, uh, far too many people are stuck in what they believe to be only what's in front of them as being true. And I'm going to try to say this the way it makes sense, and I'm going to try to say it quickly the way it makes sense. You know, science, science has suggested that we only have five cents. And in that, uh, People believe that to only be true uh, as it may. But I am in the belief that there are there is more to be understood if if one is willing to learn and and one is is willing to understand. Now I'm a little bit of a rebel when it comes down to the norm of understanding. Uh, you know, uh, when it comes down to religion, I think. I think that religion has a way of uh, of holding you captive to where you want you you subject yourself to not to want to know no more. Uh, so when you when you speak about what you just said to me, James, when it came down to Jesus and the disciples, you know all of that is true. But but the the, the trick of the matter is one has to look beyond the text of what's been written. In the Bible, you have to look beyond the page, look beyond the text. We all know that the Bible is true, but you have to look beyond what's being said in order to get the true meaning of what what the example is. And I think a lot of people just look, you know, and you can prove this to yourself when you when you when you know people that, that read scripture every day. And then as soon as they put the book of, of the Lord down, as soon as they put the the Bible down, they seem to be perplexed about a lot of stuff. And I find that fascinating because you know, they read the scripture every day, but they get nothing out of it. And so 
And, and when I say these things to, you know, a lot of times, sometimes my significant other or people that's close to me, they explain to me, and I have to take what they say as being true. They say to me, Rick, but Rick, that's not where you are yet. And that may be true. So, and we have said that on this show before. You know, uh, sometimes in our journey, people just haven't, haven't arrived yet. So I think in our teaching, and we all are teaching, in our teaching, we have to uh, help people along the way so they can get the best out of this experience in life so they can have a better outcome and don't have to wait till they die to find peace. And I think I want to rest at that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take a short break and come back and allow everyone to have their final word.
I am this woman. I am this woman that has set the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintain her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. This is Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I'm your host, James T. Deshay. We're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. So please dial into the show at 657 687- 383-0309. We want you to be have the opportunity to have your opinion heard on every subject we share. Uh, Regina, what is your final thought this evening? Guard your heart, guard your spirit. Um, one thing that I, I'm going to, to work on for the next 12 months, that's September through September, is to watch where I go and don't feel as if I have to go everywhere and be everything to everybody. That way I I can be more intentional about what I put into my soul, into my spirit, and and, um, and grow from there. So just guard guard yourself. All right. That's so important. Cheryl, your final thought this evening. Very, very good conversation. Um, gave us the opportunity to hear the opinions of each other, to share it with others. 
And as always, we do appreciate you giving us this platform so that our voices could be heard and that we can um, reach, you know, numerous amount of people. Um, Whatever we do, you know, let us continue to set an example. And we do have the choice of who we surround ourselves with and whom. So whatever we do, we can always do more. All right. Uh, D, your final thought this evening? Yes, sir. To be brief, uh, I want to commend you on that piece, uh, I Am This Woman. Uh, you know, the content behind the words that are, that are being said are very powerful. And, uh, and that's one of my points, you know, it's the understanding behind the words. Not that necessarily who's saying it. And, uh, and, and in my own life, I would say uh, I am this creation. And and, and, uh, and all the words that was following uh, the words of those women that were saying uh, in, in that piece there. Very powerful, very powerful. Thank you, James. Very thank you, do, buddy. All right. Thank you, too. And I continue to thank all of you for your continued support. Call in tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We want your voice on the air. Call in at 657-383-0309. Thoughts, love, and reflection at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, 657-383-0309. Your voice needs to be heard. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow at 8.30.
to you.